Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Duinay. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com, and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, everybody. I am your host today, Jordan Comstock, and today we have Dina Zost from Revenue Well, and we're going to go right into that interview right now, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a co-host. His name is Ben Tuanay. He's not, uh, not going to be here with us today, okay. um, but Ben, I think Ben knows a lot of people in Revenue. I know he knows Kelly really well. Um, yes, she said she was on... A- couple years ago she was on in 2016 i think she was one of her first guests when we started it um i need to get her back on because she's awesome she's amazing i love her i know yeah i got a a phone call with her this week tell Um, her i said hello we have she and i have a problem as you'll figure out very quick that we schedule a 30 minute catch up kind of brainstorming session and Uh an hour and a half later (laughs) we have leaked pads full of all these because she and I just we just mesh and we just play off each other so she's so good <laughs> yeah she's awesome I really enjoy her uh, let's see so the title of our podcast is navigating dental insurance uh, mm-hmm. say no to ppos.com is our website so basically <gasps> okay. we help practices optimize either working with insurance or or reducing dependence on PPOs so okay that's the so whole I- gist of it so You're Um, lucky it's me because I will tell you. Okay, so let me jump in here. So I came from a fee-for-service practice. Awesome, love it. And I'm on Gary's um, Breaking Free of the Shackles of Insurance. Hey, so So, am I. Yeah, it's I'm all about it. Gary and I. So when I went to when I was at SCN this a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. Gary called me like Friday morning before the conference started. And we, re- we recorded a webinar together on breaking free from the shackles of, in- of insurance. And then him and I just did one for my kind of network and, and uh, audience um, maybe a month or two ago. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a good topic. Awesome. So what did, you, what did you talk about when you went on Gary's? Oh my gosh. Well, the first one I did was um, Dentistry Rocks with Dina Zost. And it's just, you know, my love of dentistry and the love of our patients and we'll yeah. kind of a reminder to everybody of why we do what we do. We're here to fellowship with people. We're not here because it's all about us and they're running late and it's this, you know, we make it so much about ourselves Yeah. when, when we really go in and serve, this is what can happen. And this is why dentistry rocks and dentistry is just sort of the, it's the icing on the cake or the sprinkles on the cupcake. Yeah. What the real, but the real reason why we get out of bed in the morning is we get to go in and be a part of other people's lives and make dentistry a positive experience. And that's what I live for. Very cool. Yeah. And let's let's just continue the conversation. I'll add an intro later. <laughs> I think this has okay. been good. This has no, been good. That works for me. This has been this flows. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have those guests <laughs> where we can do that, right? It works. I'm like, man, this is already good content. <laughs> it's what it's what I do. It's what yeah. I do for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, when you were on Gary's uh, podcast, you you mainly talked about um, the patient experience and, and making we sure that that's important. Absolutely. So we talked about that, and then the second one I was on kind of 
was part two, but um, it was called How to Slay the Insurance Monster. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd get excited. Uh, yeah, I'm known in the in- industry as the anti-insurance guy. <laughs> I am exactly the same way. And I will be honest, like, I am not about, I mean, there are people who, yes, there are offices who take PPOs and uh-huh. God bless them. Yes. But we have to take insurance out of the conversation and yeah. stop. We did it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. We did it. Yeah. And so we're making patients more dependent and we're allowing them to to really make that important to them when we really need to take the ball back into our court and let them know it's it's really not about your insurance. And it's really not insurance. It's a benefit because yeah. insurance is not in, in you're, yes. there's no insurance. You're no. going to get your insurance. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. it. It's about the care. and But it, you can't just all of a sudden wake up one day. If you're in a PPO practice or, you know, or you're really thinking about going less PPO or more fee for service, you can't wake up one day and go, okay, today we're going to get off all of our plans. <laughs> I've, I've seen some practices do that and it's crazy. It gets crazy. You, you can't do that. <laughs> no, so you have to have a plan behind it. And the way that you do that, the way that you're able to come off those plans or never get on those plans is number one, you have to have customer service out your nose yeah you you gotta figure that out make it make sure it's solid um and that i mean that really goes to any any business really if if you have poor customer experience or patient experience whatever your you know industry calls it you're Mm -hmm. you're more your business is gonna fail right it's it it's it's totally expected in this day and age that that a practice or any business has to have a solid customer experience and that goes along with having a team that believes in you because yeah. that's going to make the customer experience, the patient experience amazing because if your team believes in you and they're feeling that vibe of fun. Now, I'm not saying you can go in and have a party every day. I do. I mean, that, that would be awesome. I, I would do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just, just to be able to um, back up why you're fee-for-service. And one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things to do is to help people see the possible when they think it's impossible. Yeah. And there's a couple of ways that you can really, really help your your team and yourself and your practice to be less insurance driven and educate your patients at the same time. And one of one of my favorite things, I love the new patients. Yeah. I love our new patient phone calls and the tour and you know, it's like a first date. I told <laughs> this to Gary Tackett. So I'm yeah. like, it's like a first date. Yeah. yeah want to put your best foot forward and you know but now sidebar to that your patients who've been with you 25 years it's like you've been married 25 so you better still take them on a date (laughs) totally yeah (laughs) but that new patient phone call the first two questions you should ask is what is their name and use their name and pronounce it correctly and how did they hear about the office yeah now that's going to give you a ton to really drive the patient to where you want them to go, they're, they're, they may answer those first two questions, but the first thing they're going to say is, do you take my insurance? <laughs> yep, yep. I, it just happens. It, it's just how it is. Find out, you know, if they ask the question, number one, best thing to say is if you're, let's say, I, I will pick on MetLife, not yeah. really, but I'll just use them for an example. Yeah, let's do it. If you're not contracted with them, it's okay. Yeah. Have the confidence in your doctor to say, you know what? You won't find us on that list, but we do. We are able to take your insurance here. We'll help you capture all of your benefits, but our main concern is your care. Yeah. So, 
start start off on that foot and don't focus so much on on the insurance, on the insurance mindset yeah i agree 100 yeah. percent with you yeah I, and I, then find out why they're looking for a new doctor yeah because i will bet you a million dollars well not that much, but I will bet you. <laughs> Come on, play. Go big or go I, home, Dina. I will bet you two months for your revenue well. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That, that if you ask them why they're looking, you're going to tie that into the PPO. They they either can't get in, or when they get in to see their doctor, they have to. The doctor doesn't spend much time with them. Yeah. If that's what comes out of their mouth, you have more than enough, you know, carte blanche to say, may I tell you that that's how high PPO dental practices are run. Yes. We are different here. Yeah. We care more about your time. We care about, you know, the value of our dentistry. We care about you as a person. And that is why, and I'll use my doctor, Dr. Martinson, you know, is, is very fervent about not contracting because we want it to be about you and not your insurance. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think, I think insurance kind of just gets in the way of it both does. the practice and the patient on the, on the quality care that, that a, a practice should be providing to a patient. And I, I, I see that all the time. Uh, my background, Dina, I, I used to manage a dental lab, so I would see the PPOs, you know, they would, uh, the quality of work that would come in through those practices that were more PPO focused versus the fee for service uh, focused practices, uh, night and day difference in in quality care. Um, yeah. Fee for service being more quality. Um, I mean, we I would see that all the time, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure you you see that a lot in the industry as well. I do, and you know what? It's through no fault of the doctors or the teams. Yeah. they're just they're they're it's the insurance the mindset. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I see it a lot of doctors that. You know, they're, they're rushing through, they're doing the best they can, and by the end of the day, they're still not making money. Yeah. They've seen probably three times more patients than the fee-for-service practice, <laughs> but the fee-for-service practice is very profitable because they're not just, oh, okay, here, well, we're going to do your crown because MetLife is only going to pay us $348, so we're going to do it for Ugh. this. Or Yikes. normally, and hey, that is it, that... And they combine the buildup. Just saying. Oh yeah. Um, and, oh gosh. <laughs> normally, my doctor's getting fifteen hundred dollars for her crown, but I know that is the best place for that patient to be because she's amazing. She takes a lot of CE. She invests in herself and her team. Like there's a lot that goes behind. Hey, we want to be fee for service because it is a is it different uh, can of worms. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a delicious can of worms. I will say that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, worms. Yeah, worms. I mean, everyone's like, you know, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. And you hear people go, I don't like worms. I yeah. love worms. I'm going to get them all. I, lo I like the candy worms. The, the yes. one with the sour sugar on it. That's my favorite. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just br brush and floss after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're probably really bad, right? <laughs> I, they are, but they're so – everything in moderation, as Uche says. Everything in moderation. <laughs> totally. Um, so – I got a question for I want to I want to learn more a little bit about you and I'm sure our audience wants to know a little bit more about you, um, Dina. I I met you at the SCN conference, the Speakers Consulting Network, uh, in California, and uh, you spoke there and did an awesome job. I loved your presentation there. Um, and 
tell us how how did you get started in dentistry so so we know like um this is a really good story good i love good uh, stories <laughs> so it was 1992 i was only two years old i swear when i started no <laughs> I, I was actually an art history major in college oh, my, my wife did my that my plan yeah. was to travel the world and I was going to go to Egypt and crawl, you know, into the pyramids until I found out exactly how small those tunnels were. <laughs> and I was like, heck no, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> uh, one of my best friends in the entire world, uh, Jeannie Walter, was a hygienist at the time. And she said, hey, my doctor's looking for someone to be a dental assistant. Do you want to apply? I was like, heck yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice. I actually went on, and it was it was the only interview I've ever done with 15 other 20-year-olds. Okay. And <laughs> so there were like 15 of us, and we were being interviewed by the doctor and the team. So it was like a, it was like a panel interview. It was like a, a group interview? Yes. It was, <laughs> That's it funny. Was, it was fun, and I'm sweet, but I am competitive. Yeah, so nice, I'm, yeah. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. So I'm sizing everybody up and smiling all sweet, and I'm thinking <laughs> – as, I, as I'm listening to their answers, I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, I got this. So <laughs> I ended up getting the job um, with Carter Hallmark in a little town, Irving, Texas. Irving, Texas. And I'm he, familiar. he hired me for my um, bubbly personality. Yeah. And <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> he, he was great. I mean, he taught me everything that I needed to know. Um, I was a horrible dental assistant. I'm just going to say that. I... <laughs> fell over on a patient oh my um, gosh. <laughs> who was an attorney. I'm actually suctioning and I'm leaning over. And back in the day we had the spit bowls. Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm leaning way over because I'm so intrigued by, you know, the endo procedure. And I literally fall over on the patient. <laughs> and nice. it's funny, he must have liked it because every time he came in after that, he's like, so is Dina my assistant today? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> he's like, dang it, I was hoping she would fall on me yeah, again. <laughs> I know, I wanted to fall again. Then, then I had another, uh, another patient that the very first time I got to make a temporary crown way back when, we yeah. had these aluminum crown forms and you, know, you <laughs> yep. filled it and fitted it. Well, I was going to be fancy. I took the aluminum crown form off and, you know, made it groovy. And I even <laughs> stained the darn thing. I wanted it to be so nice. And the patient, um, as I was fitting it in, I turned around to clean some things up. And all of a sudden, I heard this kind of choking sound. Oh, <laughs> and I turn around, and he's choking on the temporary crown oh, I my. made. Oh, man. Now, Weight and a big tongue. I don't know how that tongue fit in his mouth, but it did. Big steak I, tongue. Is, yes, Jordan. This is how this is how geeky I am. I looked at him. We had just gotten our CPR cards. Yeah. I remember, I'm, I'm brand new to assisting, so brand new to healthcare, uh -huh. and I follow the letter of the law. And I look at him, and I don't know if it's changed or not. But you're supposed to ask if you can give the Heimlich maneuver. So uh -huh. here I am. May I give you the Heimlich maneuver, Mr. Patient? <laughs> <laughs> I jump in the back of the chair. My arms and my legs wrap around here for some reason. And I'm all of like 100 pounds at this time. <laughs> I do the Heimlich. I save his life. Dr. Hallmark walks in when I'm still in the chair, like right behind the patient. He's like, <laughs> he's like, is everything okay? I'm like, it is now. Can we just disinfect that? Because it's so good. You know? <laughs> oh, my the gosh. That's good. That's uh, good. <laughs> the next week. And I'm telling oh, you. The there's more. <laughs> so the next week. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't think he left me an assistant for long after that, do you? But the next week he, uh, he called me into his office and he was so kind in the way that he did this, but he said, you know what? You're always in such a good mood and smiling. And I really want to move you to the front office so that you're the first person my patients see when they walk in. Oh, awesome. And that's how and, he got me. And out. you're going to have a desk in front of you so you can't fall on him. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> But you know what's funny? As, as many things as I messed up, I still never thought like I was bad because I loved it so much. Yeah. But that I, I my here's here's my my sort of spin on the story is I've saved a life in dentistry, which is true. <laughs> okay. I yeah. did the Heimlich. Totally, yeah. And I think Dr. Hallmark just saw my potential as an office manager, so he moved me to the business office. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's my story and I'm sick of it's, it. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's been great. It's been such a great run and I love patience. I love every aspect of it. The cranky patients are even my favorite because I like to get a smile out of them. But Try to make the, ch- over... get the challenge of making them smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I still do it now. It's just, it's fun. But no, that's how I got started. And I, over the years, I've worked in all areas of dentistry. I mean, you name it, I've done it, except for be the hygienist or the dentist. Um, awesome. I just, I love what we do. And we get to, we have the power. It's a superpower. Yeah. To change it... the perception of dentistry from negative to positive yeah, and I love wake it. up every day with that attitude and you wake up every day with the, okay, who am I going to bless today? Yeah. Who am I going to help today? I'm telling you, your day just becomes so, so good. Yeah. No, I love that mindset. I think it's so important. Uh, I think it's also cool because you, you, you have a very similar story of, as my wife. Obviously, she didn't fall on people. <laughs> 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 I'm just you're teasing. Gonna, you're gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, but yeah. Next time I see you, I'm gonna just walk to the side and be like, "Hey, Dina." Uh, <laughs> no, but um, my wife was a, a uh, art history major, and then uh, she is also she also went into dental assisting um, wow. for a while. She doesn't do any more. She's now she just focuses on the kids now at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's what she did, and she she uh, kind of got roped into it because my whole family is in dentistry. And uh, when we were dating, uh-huh. she's like, I need a job. I'm coming back from, from college, and I, I need a job. I'm like, oh, I'll talk to one of our docs and um, f- that we work with at the lab. And we, f- we found a, a doctor that needed a, a dental assistant, so she took the job, and that's how she got started uh, in it as well. So I think that's kind of cool. That how funny. Kind of have that similar story, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm telling you once and it's all I, I blame I blame the Egyptians because once I found out seriously how small those tunnels were, I was like different profession. Different Bring profession. It to me. Gotta have it. <laughs> that, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So um, you also work with Revenue Well, correct? Yes. Yes. Tell me about absolutely. your tell tell our audience what what you do for Revenue Well. I know you speak a lot in the industry. Do you, you speak at all the the good the big events, correct? Is when I'm or you're trying you know to get what? there. <laughs> every, every place I am that I speak, it becomes It becomes event. big. Yeah. <laughs> I love that mindset. <laughs> I don't so in Texas we have a couple of things. We have big mouths, big hair, and big attitudes. So. Are you you're, so you're originally from Texas? Did you were I'm, you I'm actually I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and oh, I got to Texas as fast as I could. So I was about eight <laughs> years old when my parents moved. So oh, I'm nice. a hybrid. So you're a hybrid, but you grew up yeah. most most of your life in Texas. Very in cool. In Texas, yeah. I love I've been here long enough to be a Texan. Okay, I see, yeah. I love <laughs> Texas. I go to I, I love Austin, Texas, because I'm I'm a big music geek. Yeah. And uh, I, I love the, the the culture there in Austin, Texas. And it seems like I'm a, I'm a huge kayaker. I love kayaking. It seems like when I was there, everyone kayaked. So I'm like, this is like 
So cool. <laughs> it's true. And no matter where you are in Texas, there's a lake or a river. Yeah. And it's like everybody Utah. does yeah. have a kayak. It, yeah. It's just one of those things. Just, I don't you got to have it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. But for Revenue Well, um, I'm a territory manager. So I, it, it's kind of funny. I always say I have a big chunk of the, the country yeah. that I get to travel and uh, have such a great adventure with this company. It is the best thing I have ever seen for a dental practice to use yeah. um, to communicate with their patients. It's so easy. I agree, yeah. So that, that's where it comes in every day I wake up now instead of what patient am I going to bless today? Now what I wake practice. up and I'm like, okay, what office am I going to bless today? What what front office team am I going to make things so much better for? Or I will dare say this, what cranky office manager am I going <laughs> to get to smile today? Yes. And I can say that because they're my tribe. Yeah, they're your tribe. You got them. You yeah. know them. Yeah. That's yeah, so awesome, yeah. It's, it's so wonderful to go in, and, and people really, they don't like change. No, they you don't. You and I talked about the Skype thing. <laughs> so yep, yep. They don't yeah. like change. I want to make sure that they're supported, and uh, we just have a great culture in our company. I can't say, can't I say enough about it. I swear, every person I've met from Revenue Well, I've really liked. I've oh. I've connected with. I've always enjoyed uh, hanging out with them, you know, and, and I think I – think, uh, I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but it seems to be working. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the birds of a feather effect. Yeah, so yeah. It's really very good. true. It, it is, and we're all, our hearts are to serve. We haven't, we've grown so much since I've been there, almost almost three years. It, it's crazy the amount of growth. Yeah, I saw Alex posted something on Facebook today about your guys' growth, and I was like, right on. Those guys are, yeah. you guys are killing it. It's awesome. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's so, it's so great so um, and it's funny because Alex snatched me up at an ADOM at the ADOM National Conference in Tennessee uh, okay. three years back that's when, that's when he well we first met at ADA in 2014 uh-huh. briefly and we'd known each other on social media we were kindred spirits um, <laughs> I swear New Dell is my spirit animal yeah, um, New it just has to be. <laughs> yeah but I was at uh, in 2015 I had won uh, one of the Patterson scholarships to go to the ADOM National Conference okay cool and I had to write an essay you know why I love being an office manager by Dina Zost and <laughs> um, Alex when I got there we every time I turned around there was this sweet Russian man following me around in a cowboy <laughs> hat and some boots and he just I'm telling you you put Alex anywhere he just he just fits right in oh and yeah he'll, and he'll he's say great y'all. I love Alex he's, y'all he's <laughs> but for three days he's like you've got to come to work for me Dina and I kept saying no I said Alex I'm an office manager I'm, I'm not a salesperson you'll, yeah. you'll fire me after a week <laughs> and I said I love being with my doctor and helping our patients and uh Talk about a salesperson. Alex said, think about how much more you would love helping practices across the country and all of their patients. Yeah. And I said, sold. So <laughs> you got me, Alex. No, that's You're, so cool. Yeah. So he's just, he's been amazing. He's been such a great mentor. And um, oh my gosh, he created such a great product that I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm selling anything. I'm going in going, okay. Name some challenges because I'm here with your your your, your magic solution. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. We do it. We no, do I, it. I I love I love uh, Revenue Wells product, and I think I was talking to Alex uh, back in California at SCN, uh-huh. and uh, he was mentioning to me that you guys have a like a system in the software that allows practices to 
uh, kind of get a report on their uninsured patient base? Well, it, so what we can do is there's a ton of ways that you can filter the reports and you can send to uninsured patients. What I love about that is if you have like an in-office plan yeah. or something like that, you can really target market your patients. And I swear these campaigns, it takes you 10 seconds to go through and create it and send it out. It, it's cra- you almost think you're doing it wrong. It's so easy. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, seriously. No, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of you guys' platform, and I, I think it's such an awesome tool. And and a lot of our a lot of our users for Boom Cloud, um, it's one of their biggest um, tasks that need to do is communicate and market to the practice about creating their in-house uh, membership program that we we help them with. And I think. Um, I think patient communication is key, especially in the early days when a practice is long. If, if a practice truly wants to be, you know, fee-for-service or, or take care of the uninsured, they need to know how to communicate to those patients and, and need to learn how, in the early days, get the low-hanging fruit of the of the, pa- the existing patient base. And I think your guys' software can help out with that as well as a bunch of other things that, that uh, the practice needs, you know. So... Absolutely. And another thing I love too is when we talk about creating that customer service, Uh um, let's automate a lot of your systems in the business office because if we can, we can't give any more than 24 hours in a day, but if we can help that team manage what's on their plate and, and automate it, it frees up so much time for them to do wonderful things like spend a little more time on the phone call with the new patient or do a new patient tour, really amp up that value. And it's as corny as it sounds, and it may be because I'm from the South, but (laughs) you get to have time to look at the family vacation pictures and and grandkid pictures. And sometimes, sometimes we're the only person that gets to take a look at those grandkid pictures. So, you know, it's worth taking a a moment for. So I think RevenueWell is amazing. So if we just turn it on, Tell, I would say you just tell us, you train us on how you do things. We'll do it your way yeah, and just let it run. Totally. I think, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of automation. I think, so I, before this, before this call, Dina, as you know, I was in a, in a dental practice, uh, down in Provo, Utah, mm-hmm. he, trying to help them out. Um, and there was so many things that this practice is doing manually. Uh, and as you can imagine, it was creating so many challenges uh, to run that practice from from patient communication to um, managing their membership program uh, all the way down to accounting they were doing some certain things in accounting that were manual but could have easily been automated and you're 100 percent right when you can streamline tasks or automate tasks then you can spend more time with with those patients and give them a true patient experience uh and and really focus on on patient care i mean that's that's what it really is all about so um i couldn't agree with you more there yeah and that's what grows your practice and it's really if you give a great experience i mean the best thing that's going to happen is those great patients are going to refer more great patients yeah and it just it becomes a, a snowball effect in such a positive way and again we have to remember why we get out of bed in the morning and it's to serve others whether it's through dentistry or you know or through software else you do. or through yeah, whatever right exactly <laughs> exactly you know whether it's through automating but it's serving others with with the gifts you have within you and it's just i always remind myself every day and, and really try to be an example to remind team members that it's not about us, it's about the patient, but let's give you a tool so that you can really have the chance to make it more about the patient. 
Yeah, hundred percent agree. So cool, awesome. So, also, you were you said you you mentioned earlier that you were um, you focused on on a fee for service practice, right? When you were in dentistry. Yeah. Yes. Do you have experience working with a PPO, like heavy PPO, or mainly fee for service? So I do have experience in a heavy, heavy PPO practice. Most practices I had been in were very light. Um, okay. But the last practice I was in with Dr. Heather Martinson in Arlington, fee for service only. Um, oh, just so, so good. So, so good. The high PPO office, I will tell you, is it, that's the other can of worms. Yeah. Um, it was a high, I mean, high stress. You really wanted to do your best. And I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, if it's of course. Practice right now it's on PPO, but I'm telling you my experience. Yeah. High stress, a lot of team members, but a lot of team members doing everything, you know, in 25 different ways. <laughs> you're yeah, just, I can you're imagine. Really, you're, you're walk, you walk in in the morning and I will tell you sometimes before you even walk in, you're having a pep talk like, okay. We can do this because most <laughs> most grievances throughout the day was well my insurance didn't pay for this all insurance related yeah yeah it's and so when you when you really it, it becomes like you really get this huge dislike <laughs> for insurance <laughs> trust me I so I grew up I grew up uh, everyone in my family doing dentistry um, my mom was an office manager and she she used to work from home on on multiple days throughout the week and she would uh, there there was days i remember coming home from school where she was just so frustrated and and so stressed out because she was working with an insurance company that uh wouldn't pay out the claims or there's some issue that way right yeah and i think i think that um with a heavy ppo office i think that can become a a huge stress for both for the practice and the patients right yeah um what um, the, the, the fee-for-service practice that you initially started with, did, were they always fee-for-service or did they convert to fee-for-service? She, they... she was, now she was um, PPO prior to me joining into the practice, but when I got there, it was fee-for-service. It was full fee-for-service, okay. Yes, I have been in practices where we've come off of certain plans, you know, after, mm -hmm. um, this is why it's so important to track our numbers and yes. do, do correct write-offs on the ledger because at the end of the year, um, I actually went to uh, the, the two doctors I was working for a couple of years back and, and said, you know, we could have taken off a couple couple of weeks and still all been paid had we <laughs> not written all this off. And, oh, yeah. You know, you've got it when you see it in hard numbers, it is hard to deny. That, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. We have a we have a, a profit margin analysis tool that we give our, our users of our software. Yeah. They're, they're able to take all their their expenses and everything for each procedure uh it's kind of a detailed report and compare it to what it, what it would be like if they were you know on their uh, each insurance it'll it'll show which procedure is profitable or not profitable right and it, it's amazing the other day i was talking to a practice and they had like if they were to do a denture with this particular uh if a patient was on a certain insurance they would be losing negative 58 percent profit oh where were you for when adventure. i was in a practice three years ago because i would have geeked out on this tool <laughs> yeah that is it's huge. oh it's just we well, just use google oh not google we just use an excel spreadsheet with with it just calculated it out where they can go out and put it in it's pretty manual but we'll probably end up putting it into the software but um yeah i i was amazed um at that and I, and it my question when i was at the, the dental lab i used to manage for my mm -hmm. dad um 
it was always hard when, when practices were doing dentures with us. It seemed like it was like dentures are really profitable for a dental lab, but uh-huh. they're they're like not very <laughs> profitable for a practice. Not right? at all. It was, uh, depending on the insurance, right? If they're yeah. uninsured or not. But um, typically here in Utah, there's so many practices that are just heavy PPO. It made it very challenging. We would talk to a lot of practices about, you know, getting dentures through our, our dental lab when we did it. And we just would have so much pushback because, because practices just didn't make money on them. And it, yeah. and I think it's important to understand for a practice that making a profit is totally imp- it's important, right? It's, a it's not everything. It's not everything, but it is very important. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a yeah. it's a it's a byproduct for you know of of you taking care of your 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 patients. I would love to ask you this question. And yeah. no offense to any dentist out there. I'm just saying this. Y'all know I love you. Yeah. But let me ask you, what was the quality of, like, impression or the the logistics, everything you needed to get to create a denture from a from a high PPO practice compared to a fee-for-service? And, and I'm just – I'm trying to make sort of light – shedding light on the time factor because when we're in a rush, we tend to not be able to do things. Yep. To the, to our best extent. Yep. Yeah. You see a lot of you lo- see lots of poor impression materials or um, just impressions, right, from from the patient. So because uh-huh. yeah, when you're in heavy PPO, which here in Utah there's just so many PPOs uh, or heavy PPO practices that I would I would definitely see lower quality of work. Um, and there there's a particular office that I'm thinking of that their fee for service a lot of like big leaders here in Utah. Um, mm-hmm business and church leaders um, would go to this particular practice. They were fee for service. And I swear every time he did a case with, with the lab, it was like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Impressions look great. Everything went smoothly because he was able to take the time of day that he needed to, to make a good impression and to, to, you know, go forward with whatever case he was doing. But I see a lot of that. And I, I remember also practices that were on heavy PPOs they um they would ask for like a a special pricing for for dentures or crowns or whatever it was right and yeah. we would have to go find a cheaper material to to make up for that right and i think yep. uh, that's that's what insurance mindset brings to to our entire industry right if we allow it to and i think i just i i have never agreed with that mindset so. yeah no and, and and it's just like if you put it in in the medical perspective yeah um like let's say i break my arm and i'm going into the er i'm not going to go well can you use a cheaper doctor and <laughs> a cheaper material for my brace cuz i mean you know what i mean it's yep, we don't do that exactly. we just walk in and go fix me and yeah. you do whatever and it's just because that's we want the best care for our body, and what a lot of people don't realize is, um, okay, your mouth—that is—that is the entryway <laughs> to your body yeah. itself. So let's let's you know place some value there. But I think, and two going along with the dentures and having a PPO fee. Uh-huh. I mean, do you know how many times those patients come back in for adjustments and we're having to set up oh, a yeah. room? Or yeah, or the the denture breaks because they're using, uh, you know, less yeah. poor quality materials. Right. Or the or the teeth wear out because I, I remember my, um the lab use a like a cheaper set of teeth to cover those um those types of cases because yeah. like we wanted we needed to make a profit. We can't just eat it, right? Right, right. And we can't just write off. That's our mindset. So 
<laughs> I don't know why the mindset in the industry says, oh, let's just write write these off, right? I just think it's backwards. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the, the teeth would wear out on the dentures far quicker and they needed to be replaced, you know, more often. Um, and it's all because of the PPO and, and the, the, the mindset it, it brings to the our industry. Yeah, and my, my, my favorite thing is when I'd have a patient be a little arrogant. They're like, oh, well, I'm buying doctor's next vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even buying her next Diet Coke. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're on MetLife. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Or whatever plan you're on. <laughs> yeah, goodness, I, I yeah. Actually, I have joked with patients about that when, when I'll have somebody, I'm like, you barely just bought her Diet Coke, so I'm just letting you <laughs> Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, and I, and I do think patients need to be educated on, on – on what insurance is doing to uh, the industry, because patients are obviously a huge part of the industry. <laughs> I think yeah. I think practice should, should focus on educating, you know, what insurance is and what it isn't, and what it does for the the patient on on like the quality level, and then what it does to the practice on on a business and quality level, right? Yeah, so, no, I mean, that's just my mindset. Come now. in when patients come in, and they will all come in around September, October, mm-hmm. because they'll all have, you know, it's open enrollment. And I'm like, what's the best insurance? My, what I say, I'm like, no dental insurance. <laughs> Take that money and put it in your HSA or yep. fixed plan and don't get dental insurance because then you're in control. Yeah. Patients don't real like, they don't, I cannot tell you how many light bulbs I've seen go on. Like I- I'm in control. Yes. Now you're in control <laughs> of your care dental insurance isn't and yeah. I will always kind of bring up you know a little passive aggressive southern thing it, <laughs> remember the issue we had with them not paying your crown remember this now yeah remember that, that they, they're like that's it so this is like the nugget of, of, of gold everybody can take remind them of a little snafu that's happened <laughs> and let them know they're in control you will be surprised I mean they're great companies out there care credit's amazing yeah go you know just get a care credit card and you know, if you want to use that and, and get reimbursed by your your HSA or your flex plan will cover you yeah. know, your dentistry, it's show them the options because they don't know what they don't know. And yeah. it's a great, I'm telling you, it works because I've been a part. Trust me, again, that's my second favorite thing to do <laughs> to get a patient off dental insurance. Yeah, no, um, that's that's one of my favorite things to do too, so. <laughs> yeah, it, because they're paying so much for it. Yeah per you know per themselves per each family member but if you just go okay how much does that say and then calculate it up for a whole year you know just for fun and say you know just invest this this portion into your flex or hsa yeah they they never will think about that until you help think bigger than what yeah they are. you got to educate you got to educate your your patient base I, that's that's what i'm all about is is good education i think uh when you do that uh, practice owners, staff members, the the patient ends up trusting you more when you can be honest and you can help them learn about the, our industry, right? Yeah. Um, another cool thing I saw uh, today, actually, actually Ben sent me an email um, of of businessinsider.com. They, uh, they had an article all about di- direct primary care, which, mm-hmm. which is another name for in-house membership programs, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's what the, the laws are called to help um, practices be able to do those without insurance regulation. And uh, Business Insider just wrote an article about um, just healthcare care and, and insurance and how the, the direct 
primary care model or the the fee for service model where you're going directly to um, you know patients going directly to the doctor and and there's no middleman for things uh, yeah. b- business insider is starting to write uh, about uh, that concept and how important it is to um, for the patient and for the for the practice right that it's totally doable to do that and uh, there's a lot of cool things happening in the industry and with laws that allow practices to be able to do that and cut out cut out the insurance middleman because I think they're a mess. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now, I don't want you insurance coordinators out there freaking out that we're trying to take your job. But can you imagine? <laughs> no. We'll now make you the marketing coordinator. Now yeah, you there's, need to there's, do fun. <laughs> yeah, or like what I what I say with like when when practices are starting their in-house membership programs. I'm like, look, now you're the membership program coordinator. Like, you're, you're, the, <laughs> like v, you're, you're the VIP. You're like, you're yeah, like, the, this is. This is going to age me, but you're like uh, Julie on the love boat. You're like the social director now. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> you could yeah. go in and make everybody's day instead of breaking everybody's Yeah. Day. Oh, sorry. Your insurance didn't pay this claim. <laughs> exactly. You're going to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the opposite. Really, yeah. It, sorry, but so instead of making people really mad at you, now you're going to just make people smile. But I will yeah. encourage all practices to get with Jordan. Don't try to create your own in-house membership. You will just stink at it. I'm just going to tell you that. It is not an easy thing to do. And there are laws in different states. And then you've got the federal law, which trumps all of it. There are just things going on. So let the experts like Jordan do what they do best. And then you, because Jordan's not going to come in and do dentistry for you. Uh, He's not going to pick up the drill. I can make a crown still, but I don't know if I'm very good at it anymore. Yeah, there you go. No, let, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Likewise, for for uh, every everything you guys do at Revenue Well with patient oh, communication, I think uh, I think you guys have an awesome product, and I think uh, any practice out there that's that's looking to uh, make their their patient base uh, happier and communicate with them more. Uh, use revenue well. I think they've got a really cool product, um, and I'm not just saying that because you compli- complimented me, Dina. I've, <laughs> I've I've worked with you guys for a long time, and I've, I've I love I love um, everyone that I know so far from from the company, and uh, I think you guys are are doing some cool things. Thanks. Well, we love working with you. I mean, it's it's <laughs> a, it's a great you know partnership and friendship, and uh, I love it. I just really feel like you know birds of a feather yeah like totally I was saying earlier we totally all just a- attract alike people who have the same sense and purpose and it's really fun when you create an army of us <laughs> yes it's even better right <laughs> we're unstoppable <laughs> so awesome this this has been an awesome fun episode dina I've, I've loved it um if anyone from our audience is looking to reach out to you or ask any questions about revenue well or about uh leaving PPOs or, or whatever, right, in dentistry, yeah. Wh- what's the best way they can get a hold of you? So there are two ways. You can email me at dzost at revenuewell.com, or you can call me, 817-983-3819. And I, cool. if it's not me, I'll, you know, leave a voicemail. I'll get back with you. But if it's not me that can connect you directly with Revenue Well, I will find the person within Revenue Well that will help you out. We have just an amazing crew of people and you, you ugh, I can't say enough good about it. Can't say enough good. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. So, so uh, reach out to Dina if you guys have questions about Revenue Well or or all of her experience. I think she's she's done some pretty cool things in our industry. So, Dina, 
thank you so much for coming on our show today. This has been a blast. I know, Morgan. <laughs> it's been super fun. I need yeah. to talk to you like um, like every Monday. Can we do like a Monday thing? <laughs> a Monday huddle? We can yeah. do a Monday huddle, <laughs> Dina. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I don't call it a huddle. I call it a, a morning tailgate. Yeah, a tailgate. Of course, I'm in Texas. So of course. Awesome. Yeah. You should be that excited. And, and as an office manager, I did have pom-poms in my office. Just saying. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, but you're fun. I really appreciate you. You've made my Monday. Well, <laughs> likewise. You, you've, you're awesome. So, again, thanks, everyone, for listening to our show today. And we, ha- we hope you guys have a rocking time.